Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. James Harden was part of a bad loss for the Clippers last night. Great win for the Lakers as the Lakers came back from how many down? 21. 21. 21 down in the fourth quarter last night to win against the Los Angeles Clippers. LeBron James with three threes in the final three-plus minutes. He outscored by himself the Clippers last night, 19-16, and they came back from 21 down to beat the Clippers, 116-112, we have to stop, and I'm not the biggest LeBron guy. Listen, LeBron, we know, is a wonderful family man, businessman. Like, everything he shows us would indicate compliment him. So I'm not going to knock the person. Okay. It's the storyline around the player, the passive aggressiveness, the comparisons to Michael that drive me crazy, right? But at the same time, how many guys can do what he did last night, which is single-handedly beat a team in title contention? Yes, no Paul George, no Zubak. I understand that. But down 21 in the fourth quarter, outscoring the Clippers in the fourth quarter, 19-16. And this is where, CC, I think we have to stop the who's the next face of the league. Until this guy retires, he's the face of the league. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue against it when he puts a performance like that up. Last night was a turn black the clock type of moment for LeBron James. And as a Lakers fan, I loved every second of it. I mean, after Norm Powell buried that three-pointer at the buzzer at the end of the third to put the clips up 19, I thought there was no chance that the Lakers could come back. But then LeBron James opens the quarter with three straight threes. And you knew what time it was when he hits that three, pulling up from the half-court logo where it says Los Angeles Clippers. Like, when he pulled up from that spot and he buried that one, it was like, oh, yeah, the comeback is on. It's a real thing. And it just goes to show you the greatness of LeBron James, being able to do that in his age 39 season, scoring 39, well, he scored it. The Lakers had 37 points, and I scored the Clippers 37 to 16, and he had 19 of those points. LeBron James was absolutely a monster in that fourth quarter. Now, the flip side of that is why did it take that type of performance in order for the Lakers to basically win a one-possession game against the Clippers in Staples Arena? I don't know, and I think that speaks to a larger issue that the Lakers are having around what they do defensively, especially their perimeter defense. But last night... It was just a good performance by, not even good, great performance by LeBron James, and everybody should stop, take a moment to appreciate the greatness of the king. I don't know how many guys around the league could do what he did last night. I I really don't. I mean, there are some, right? I mean, Steph Curry could do it if they're down 21. You would think Giannis, theoretically. I don't know if Giannis is a good enough shooter, but Tatum, Tatum to be able to do it, like Tatum can take over a game like that. We've seen him do it. Like, he did it at the end of, what was it, game six against the Sixers last year in the semis? Like, Tatum has when shown... When Joel didn't touch the ball? Yeah, like, T- like, Tatum has shown that he has the ability to do it. But, I mean, you're talking about a, a handful of guys. Like, we've seen Luka Doncic do it. You know, there, I think there was a playoff series against the Phoenix Suns where he just dominates in one game, and they beat the Suns by, like, 30 or 40. Like, that was game seven. Yeah, game I mean, I mean there, there, are, there, are, there are players around the league, a handful of guys that can do it. But of all of those players, and it's not a lot of them, is there anybody that you would take over LeBron James in a gotta-have-it situation, a one-game winner-take-all scenario? 
I can't think of it. So how many guys though? Like if it's LeBron, like if it's LeBron versus Kawhi, LeBron versus Tatum, LeBron versus Doncic, LeBron versus KD, LeBron versus Steph. I'm not taking any of those other dudes over LeBron James, even in his age 39 season. That's how good this dude is. The only question I have for my Lakers is that can LeBron James do this? as much as they're going to need him to in order to get back to the conference finals where they were a year ago. And I don't think he can. Go back to one thing you said. So basically what you're saying is I would take of current players in the league, LeBron James, number one, in the he can make conceivable the inconceivable. Right? He's number one in that draft. Yes. Okay. Who's number two? So we're playing out a scenario. You're down 21 points going into the fourth quarter. You're playing against a really good team. Clippers are obviously not at full strength right now. But you're down 21 going into the fourth. Who do you want on your team to come back? Like, Steph Curry's got to be number two. I mean, I I know I'm biased because I love him, but Jimmy Butler, that's literally what he masters in in the postseason. It's like, what did you just do exactly? How did that happen in that spot, right? You're down 21 going into that fourth quarter and find a way of winning. LeBron still has that. If he's still even hovering around number one in that hypothetical draft, which you're putting him at number one, then it is ignorant for all of us to start asking the question about the face of the game post-LeBron because he ain't going anywhere anytime soon. But I would say the number two guy right now in my mind is Jay. Jason Tatum, what he's done this season. I mean, the best record in the NBA by far, the Boston Celtics, 46-12. and 12. Nobody in the Eastern Conference is even close to them. And Jason Tatum is having an outstanding year. I know people aren't paying attention because the Celtics are in cruise control mode, but, but they're a damn good basketball team. And Tatum, believe it or not, has elevated his play from when we've seen him in the past years. Oh, I, I'm not arguing so, that. So, like, if you're asking me who's that guy after LeBron James that I would take, you're probably talking about a flip of a coin between Jason Tatum and Kawhi Leonard. But that's who I would trust. All right. Uh, we are on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You saw a tweet that went viral yesterday. Yeah. That is a fascinating tweet that is uh, so silly and ridiculous. It me- it goes to the top of the line here on this show. That tweet was what? Name an athlete who, if you heard they survived un- an unharmed encounter. Let me try that again. Unarmed, yeah. I think. Name an athlete who, if you heard they survived an unarmed encounter with a grizzly bear, you wouldn't be surprised. That's from Dylan Powell tweets that out there. Okay. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is this person versus a grizzly bear. And the, they survived unharmed. And, and they didn't have anything on them. Yeah. Okay. I have an answer to that question. Who's that? I'm surprised you can't. Are you, would you like to guess what my answer is? It has nothing to do with the Miami Heat, so don't worry. Oh, it doesn't? No. Because I was going to go Udonis Haslam. I would take him, but that's too obvious. That's too obvious for me. You're going to know when I say it. Just say it. Trent Williams. Yes, that's a good one. You know how much I love that guy. If you put up Trent Williams' offensive tackle uh, for the San Francisco 49ers, and there was a story that all of a sudden leading into the Super Bowl, Trent Williams. Cancer survivor, so he's already beaten the impossible. Kudos to Trent Williams, right? Real life. Brain cancer, right? Was it that what it yeah, was? Yeah, like he had a he had a tumor in his oh, skull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you told me, yeah, you know, once he was on a camping trip with his family or friends or whatever, and the bear showed up, they had an encounter, and Trent Williams won. I'd be like, all right, yeah, I believe that. That actually tracks. I mean, this guy's nickname is Silverback. <laughs> I mean, I really <laughs> like, do like believe that. Like, yeah, I could, I could absolutely see that. So, um, Ray Santiago, who's a producer at ninety eight seven, which is the local station here in New York, love Ray. He, he, love Ray. He's a great guy, huge Cowboys fan. Yep. He brought up the name Jay Ratliff. 
who was obviously a really good friend of mine, was one of my groomsmen in the wedding. And I would say this, if Jay Ratliff had an encounter with a grizzly bear, I feel bad for the grizzly bear. Th- that, that's the kind of guy Jay, Jay Ratliff <laughs> is so strong and influential that I saw him stop CC from eating. Because he, you got a phone call from Jay Ratliff when we were at dinner, and you actually picked up the call. Yes, which, that, that There happened. were other people that called that you, and you let go to voicemail. Yeah. But Jay Ratliff, you're like, oh, boy, I got to go. pick this up. Yeah, well, I mean, if he's calling me, like, I, I, I need to pick it up. Just knowing got got Jay Ratliff. Like, I got to pick up the phone when Jay Ratliff is calling me. I got to do it. 888 say Never know what Jay Ratliff has gotten himself into. 888 <laughs> Now, this is the key on this, on this conversation. It's who would survive it and who would come out unscathed. The, the athlete that would survive the battle with the grizzly bear. Haloti Nada, another one of my former teammates. Like, I, I hate the stereotype, but I have never met a weak Pacific Islander. Never seen it. Never, never met one that was weak. The guys that I played with, never met one that was weak. Like, there are a lot of weak other players. Never met a weak Pacific Islander. But Haloti Nada looks like a bear. He looks like a bear. So, yeah, if, if Haloti Nada got into it, and he's a little bit of an outdoorsman too. So, if he found himself, if he came across a grizzly bear, I feel sorry for the bear. So It's going to be a problem. Are you just picking nose tackles? Is that nose maybe tackle? I, maybe, the NFL? As a, maybe as a defensive lineman, I'm partial. I'm partial to nose Jason tackle. Ferguson up next. Like who else are you gonna pick? Jason next? Kelsey. Mm. He's a little too small. Yeah, he's not that big. No, right? he's not a big guy. And he's, he's too nice. Now Jason Kelsey may make the grizzly bear laugh. And like, have a, <laughs> could you see Jason Kelsey and the grizzly bear having a beer together? I could They're just like see sitting that. down around a fire. Can't like, hey fire. guys, come on over. Uh, Jason, there's a bear there. Yeah, it's Bob. You want to meet him? Like, there I'm friends go. with the guy. There you go. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Number to be a part of the show. The athlete that would survive the encounter with the grizzly bear. Uh, Pat Costello, you have one. You have one, Pat, that you would say would survive the encounter with the grizzly bear. Yeah, Nuno. Nuno? No shot. No shot whatsoever. Nuno, Nuno has no, no shot with the No I, chance. An athlete? No chance. No, no yeah, chance. Well, yeah. yeah, athlete. I Listen, we've had bears on campus occasionally. I serve days when I'm walking in at like four in the morning being like, what do I do if I'm coming around the corner and I see a bear? Like, I'm you've had ba- We've had bears on the East <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's, been be- there's been bears that roam on this campus. Yeah, wow. Good, yeah, like there's, a, there's an alarm that goes off to be like, hey, just... You know, it's the bear alarm. Yeah, there's a bear alarm. Wait, Pat. So what? What's the reaction like if you're walking and you see a bear well, on that's, campus? I want to know Pat's reaction to the hypothetical of alarm going off. You look at surveillance and it's Nuno and a bear lined up. I Just, feel like Pat would Nuno laugh. running away I feel from like a bear. Pat would root on the bear. Yeah. Oh no. Doc in Virginia, <laughs> listening on Sirius XM eighty. What's up, Doc? Man, I feel like it's only one answer to the grizzly bear question, and that's Richie Incognito. Guy been the same way his whole life. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's one, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's one. Uh, so, uh, somebody just tweeted at me, and I actually think there's – this guy did have an interaction with them. Uh, Vince tweets at me out of Radio, Derek Wolf, formerly of the Ravens and the Broncos. Yes, Didn't he have exactly, something yeah. with that? Now, I think he was armed in that spot or had something yeah. to protect himself, but the whole thing is unarmed, unscathed. Attacked by a bear, and they're fine afterwards. Yeah. Uh, Nathan in Louisiana listening on 103.7 The Game. What's up, Nathan? Hey, how you doing, bud? What's going on, Nathan? Uh, I say in Dominican Sue. That's another good one. 
That is another good one. And Dominican, too. And you know he's going to fight dirty with the bear, right? So I have to ask I you guess about there's him. No, there's, there's nothing off the table when yeah, it comes it's to fighting a bear. bear. It's a bear, There's no right? such thing as fighting dirty. <laughs> but I have to ask you about him. It, uh, and Dominican, Sue, from everything I've heard, I don't know him. I don't think I've ever yeah. met him. Everyone says total crazy guy on the field. Yeah. Off the field, you'd have babysit your kids. Yeah. Like a nice, sweet guy. Yeah. Dennis Rodman-esque. So, well, Dennis Rodman <laughs> literally babysat Doc Rivers' son, Austin. Yeah. So do, do you then look at that guy and say, in that spot, he goes into football mode or he goes into nice guy mode? Because you probably play well, a lot of guys like that. Well, have the range, like when I see the crazy and I see the super nice, that just yeah. lets me know, like, it's, like this is extreme personality, so they could handle extreme circumstances. So in Dabakatsu coming across a bear, hmm, seems like he'd be able to handle himself. I'm not worried. I'm not concerned. I think Drew in Missouri may have the best possible answer that CeCe's going to love. What's up, Drew? Drew? Do we have Drew? Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead, Larry Allen. Larry Allen. Oh, yeah. Former Cowboys offensive lineman. If he came across a bear, I don't know that he would get into a fight with a bear because the bear would recognize him as one of their own. Like, Larry Allen was a bear. (laughs) Like, 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 I mean, he's 6'5", 350 pounds, and bench press 700 pounds. Like, they, they, these are my people. Wait a minute. So the bear looks at Larry Allen and thinks that that is he's another bear. a family member. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Makes We're on sense. Sportsman like on Makes ESPN sense. Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. All right, there's a lot to get to. We have an interesting take from one of our NFL analysts about where the Bears should go number one overall. Plus, the 14-team playoff is really gaining some steam. But we got to bring the world. Nuno. Nuno now has advice for what you should do if you encounter this grizzly bear in this hypothetical of what athlete would basically come out unscathed, untouched, while being unarmed in an encounter with a grizzly bear. Here's Nuno with some advice for us if we encounter that bear. What should we do, Nuno? All right, first and foremost, uh, so this is from the National Park Services. Apparently, you're supposed to 
profile your bears, right? But, like, you start off by identifying yourself. Stay- what do you mean? Like, so CC sees a bear. Hi, bear. I'm yes. Chris. So, nice to meet you. Stay calm. What are we doing? Yes, Here's says, my ID. Yes, it literally says stay calm so the bear knows you are a human and not a prey animal. Help them recognize that you are human. It may come closer or, or stand on its hind legs to get a better look or smell. A standing bear is usually curious. He can't even get through without that. What, what happens when the curiosity turns back to the bear uh, determining that thing, you are a threat? Good thing you've realized. Uh, you asked that, Canty. You have now profiled your bear. You know if it's a brown or a grizzly bear, you need to play dead. Lay flat on your stomach with your hands clasped behind your neck, excuse me, spread your legs to make it harder for the bear to turn you over. Remain still. Can you show us this pose for ESPN? But there's no chance. But here's the thing. There is no chance that I'm going to do all that. First of all, he said, stand still. He said, his head but like he this. said, first of all, stand still and make sure that the bear doesn't deem you as a threat. Like, I just said, like, think no, about the it. first thing he said is identify yourself. What are you doing? You're inter- I haven't introduced myself to people here. So the bear yeah. is carting you. Like yeah. You're the head of the bear. You're out like, of oh, All right. No, you're not 21, sir. I, I, that's the Can't get I in. Understand. But here's the thing. If the bear is standing up and you're, the bear is not in a threatening posture, you're not supposed to be threat. But then if the bear decides that he's going to go bear on you, that you're supposed to play dead? Yeah, well, if it's a brown or grizzly, but if it's a black bear, uh, don't play dead. Try to escape. If not, try to fight back with anything around you. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of steps, also, you know. That's a lot to process in an encounter with a bear, man. Uh, drop kick the bear. Concentrate your drop, drop kick. kick the bear. Literally, Sean Michaels. Who my day? Who my day? Russo. Seriously. Concentrate your uh, your kicks and blows on the bear's face and muzzle. Yeah. No, you know you know who I want to give kicks and blows. Whoever at the National Park Service issued this type of memo. Whoever's That's absolutely you. ridiculous. This, this, this kind of guidance could only serve to get somebody messed up. Period. Uh, drop kick, drop kick the drop bear. Drop kick the bear. <laughs> I mean, uh, what are we, uh, a stone cold stunner the bear? Like, what is this? You know what? Uh, here, uh, that give the awesome bear though. a sleeper that hold. Would awesome <laughs> that would be awesome, though. You know, Brutus the Barber Beefcake would like you to the sleeper hold. You could see Vince Wolfhard drop kicking a bear. I mean, what are we doing? Like, I actually think... So, so far, we've said racially profile a bear, drop kick a bear, and yet the most unreasonable thing may be to introduce yourself to the bear. Yes. That may be the most ridiculous thing. Yes. A couple of tweets on, on some of this stuff, by the way. Uh, Rob tweets, at on Sports ESPN, at Chris Canty 99, at Evco Radio. Can't wait for the I'm over it segment when Pat Costello says this job and walks out. Uh, that's it. <laughs> uh, Troy t- tweets, uh, Mike Tyson in his prime against a bear. Uh, doc- I don't know if that biting the ear off for the bear is going to do the trick. Well, as long as you introduce yourself first. <laughs> I don't think that's going to do the trick this time. <laughs> um, Dr. Andy Coleman says, uh, Stephen Adams. He was even on the Grizzlies. Stephen Adams, yeah. yeah. Uh, Showtime DG says, I went in another direction. Tyree Kill, he would never be touched and the bear would give up. Then he could just run away from the bear. You think Tyree Kill could outrun a bear? Are bears fast? Yes. yes. Oh, I don't know. That's yes. kind of the thing. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like Tyree Kill level fast? Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess Tyree Kill is the cheetah, so the cheetah should be faster than a bear. I don't think that a, a human is outrunning a bear, though. 
Well, if there's anyone, it would be him. It would be him right here. Right. Anybody? Grizzly I, Bears run thirty-five to forty oh, miles no shot. per hour. Tyree Hill got no shot. What is Tyree Hill? Tyree Hill got no shot. Probably 22, 23 miles an hour. Oh, all right. Well, good luck. No shot. <laughs> Tyree Hill maxed out at twenty-four miles an hour. Or sorry, twenty-three miles an hour he in the game. Tyree Hill, he go. <laughs> he go. <laughs> oh, hi, Bear. I'm Evan. Nice to meet you. Please don't eat me. What color are you so I know if I'm going to lie see, that's down why, that's or why, put my hands behind see, my but head? See, that's why if you're with somebody else, you got a fighting chance. And I'm not saying fighting the bear. You just have to fight that person, make sure they can't run away while you get away. Like, that has to be the game plan. No, no, I just want to make sure that I understand. That has to be the best way to try to survive. You Could have- you really do that, though? Yes, I would. You would throw somebody into yes, the bear? I love all of you, not as much as I love myself. Yeah, but then the bear's going to rip that person apart, and then it's fast enough to catch I'm up to you anyway. Go, I, got, <laughs> I just don't have time to get away and hide. I'm not saying I'm going to outrun the bear. I just need a head start. <laughs> I, I just need a little bit of a Next head start. Next week on our ESPN personalities, the person you would throw to a bear to get away. <laughs> hey, Q wanted to be drafted. <laughs> Q Myers wanted to be drafted. So under, does Greeny. Throw him under the bus or throw him to the wow, bear. That's interesting. We've gotten two complaints over the last two days. One from Q Myers, who's going to join us later game night with Emmett Golden Knights here on ESPN Radio at 10 p.m. Eastern. Yep. And Greeny. Greeny brought me on yesterday to complain that he wasn't invited to the hibachi dinner, and I, which I said he was, but it was last week. They both said they want to be a part of our next ESPN personality Oh, I draft. would absolutely be cool with either one of those guys with an encounter with a bear. Like, if I'm with Throwing them <laughs> and, and we come across a bear, I feel good about my chances of getting away. Hmm, feel pretty good about that. Uh, I do want to ask you about one thing that's been What's popping up? up here about this college football 14-team playoff. So we've, we've talked about the idea that they're going to have that in a couple of years. Like, it seems like that's heading in that direction in a couple of years. What's interesting is, and I actually like this, is the public ranking of college football significance. What I, what I mean by that, as part of this 14-team playoff, they would have three automatic qualifier st- spots for the Big Ten and SEC, two for the Big 12 and ACC, and one for the group of five. So what they're telling you is, yeah, we know what you know. The Big Ten and SEC are so much better than everybody else. We're going to give more guaranteed spots. So the top three in the Big Ten and the top three in the SEC automatically get in. I don't know if I love that, though. Why not? Uh, b- because, I mean, here's the thing. Like, we're already assigning the conference winners having a spot. Maybe if you want to go runner-up in the conference having a spot, I'd be cool with that. Three teams, to me, is a bridge too far. It's a bridge too far. Let's base this thing off of the rankings because in any given year, you could have one conference being stronger than the other. I mean, the four and five teams in the SEC could be better than the three and four teams in the Big Ten. You see what I'm saying? But you don't just assume that the top three in each of those conferences will be in the top 14 anyway? I don't, I don't know that they would be. Well, where else are we going to get the teams I, from? I don't know that they would be. I, I mean, With the expanded conferences, I just have to assume that the top three in each of those conferences, I'm just trying to look back at the, at the standings from this year, the rankings from this year, I have to assume that they would just land there anyway yeah, by but default. I don't, I, but here's the thing. I don't, think that, I don't think that that has to be the case. Like, Am I automatically going to assume that Penn State is better than the three, four, or five team in the SEC? No. I'm not going to do that. Oh, well, if you want to go the other way, I'll take the top five in the SEC in that regard. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think you have to base it off of the rankings more so than these auto- automatic qualifying bids, just based on what we think the conference will be in terms of the depth and the quality. So let's just look at the, t- the final rankings from this year, and then we're talking about 2026, is that right, when this would yeah. happen at 14-team? Yeah. So what conference they'd be in by then? So Michigan, Big Ten, mm-hmm. Washington, Big Ten, Texas, SEC, Alabama, uh, Georgia SEC, Alabama SEC, Florida State ACC. 
So there's your top six. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's the Big Ten and SEC besides Florida State. Then Oregon is going to Big Ten. Is that where Oregon's going mm-hmm. by then? Mm-hmm. Missouri SEC, Ole Miss SEC, Ohio State Big Ten. I mean, th- th- we're doing this anyway. Mm-hmm. I actually think that they're just stating what we're, we already know. What you're saying, I guess, is, hey, why don't we protect ourselves just in case the ACC has a big year and that we have four great teams in the ACC because they recruit the heck out of quarterbacks and they exactly. die. Exactly. I understand that, but I just think I, I like, as odd as this sounds, I like the favoritism of the SEC and Big Ten in this because there's just so much better. So let's guarantee that they're going to be in the college football playoff if we're going to expand it. And there are so many teams in those respective yeah. conferences, right? I, I got to be honest. I don't even know if I know what conference every team is going to be in. Like when I just said Oregon, I, I was confused. Oregon is actually going to be in the Big Ten moving forward? Yeah. That's weird. How about Stanford in the ACC? How does that make sense? Is that what's happening? Yes. I just, I just can't. I don't know about you. I can't. Sorry, Carlin. I can't wait for the Big Ten showdown between UCLA and Rutgers coming up in years to come. That may be better than Michigan and Ohio State. We're Bears and Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. <laughs> Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. The Chicago Bears are on the clock. We have said they are the center of the football universe right now. Why? On their roster, they likely have someone else's starting quarterback. Yes. And in their hands, they have control of the entire draft. We have put out there the idea that maybe they could possibly, hypothetically, trade that number one pick, as, we, as a lot of people have been talking about. But we've put it in actual terms of the idea of what if Washington wanted to flip and throw in an extra first rounder or multiple first rounders or second rounders, whatever it would be, which option is better, taking Caleb Williams one or going maybe at number two and taking someone else like Jaden Daniels or Drake May. You have put out there, CC, that you believe that option B may be better for them if their grades of Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, and Drake May are close enough where it's either or. Because then you're just stockpiling picks in the future. That is correct. Now, we've gone one step further, though, today. Mm. On Get Up, ESPN with Greeny, Dan Orlovsky, ESPN NFL analyst, had this to say about what he would do if he were the Bears at one. 
I have not thought that Caleb Williams was a lock at number one because I thought Drake May would be the guy. I was wrong in that. Jaden Daniels should be the guy. If I were the Chicago Bears right now, I would take Jaden Daniels out of LSU. That is not a knock on Caleb Williams. That is a plus in Jaden Daniels. I think, number one, when you watch all these guys play, the best thrower, the best guy against man coverage, ball placement-wise, is Jaden Daniels. Number two, when we're talking about explosive play, like guys who have to throw the ball downfield, what does it look like? Jaden Daniels throws the ball best downfield. And then number three, who's got the best pocket piece? When I say piece, it's P-E-A-C-E. All these guys are athletic. It's no longer like this plus. Every one of these guys has that attribute. The patience and the peace within the pocket, he's the best at. Um, Candidly, I think when it comes to what guy had the best game, None of these guys' games compared to Jaden Daniels against Florida. If you just watched that player versus the University of Florida, you would go, that's the best player in college football, and he's going to be the guy that transfers the best into the NFL. Caleb Williams is fantastic. I think Jaden Daniels is better. Yeah. Okay, so that is obviously a bold statement, but I have a follow-up question on that. <laughs> if the Chicago Bears agree with the assessment that Dan Orlovsky made, can they justify taking him one? He could be their guy, but do they lose value by actually taking him at one? Don't you have – leading now. Don't you have to trade out of one and get to two if you're the Bears, even if it's only one additional first-rounder to take the guy you want? But here's the thing. If you got conviction that Jaden Daniels is better than the other two quarterbacks, and I'm not just talking about – negligible or marginally better. I'm talking about head and shoulders above the other two guys. Right. Then you got to take him. You got to take him. Because like you said, like for Patrick Mahomes, there is no amount of first round draft picks that can make that right in a trade, trade pass. None. A hundred. I would turn yeah, down a hundred. It, it doesn't matter how many first round, but you, you can't replace that. So if you think that Jaden Daniels is the quarterback that can develop into that type of difference maker, then you got to take him. I just don't get that sense in talking to draft experts and scouts around the NFL. Like, my people, they say it's really close. Like, it's it's neck and neck with all three of these quarterbacks. And what makes what Dan Orlovsky said interesting is that he thought that Drake May would be better than Caleb Williams, and now he's saying that Jaden Daniels should go in front of Caleb Williams. I'd be curious to see where Dan Orlovsky power ranks these quarterbacks. Does he have Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams, and Drake May, or does he have Jaden Daniels, Drake May, and then Caleb Williams? Is Caleb Williams third on his board? Like, I'm curious to see how he sees it. But because it's so ambiguous, I think that's what makes it intriguing in terms of what these teams are going to do at the top of this year's NFL draft. So I want to go back to something, though, that you said. So if if you believe Jaden Daniels is your guy, you have to take him number one. And what, what I'm asking or what I'm thinking about is the idea that, well, if I trade down the two, Washington's going to trade up for Caleb Williams. I'm still going to get Jaden Daniels. What you're saying is what, the hypothetical of if we think this, well, we don't, what if someone thing, else thinks this? You don't know this? what Washington's going to do when they trade up. Right, so you think that maybe if they trade up, they actually could take Jaden Daniels they could take and then it's guy. a lost cause exactly. altogether. Exactly, you can't do that. Could you see somebody else going number one overall outside of Caleb Williams? Because I'm kind of convinced that they're going to just draft Caleb Williams I, I think Jaden Daniels could go number one. And that, and that seems to be a, a little bit of the buzz around the combine that Jaden Daniels is having this meteoric rise to the top of the draft board. Now, here's what would give me cause for pause with Jaden Daniels. He's 6'3", 185 pounds. Like, I want to see what he weighs in at this week in Indy, but he, was, he played at 185 pounds last year. Like, we talk about Lamar Jackson being a slight of frame. Lamar Jackson was 6'3", 215 pounds at Louisville. 6'3", 200. So, 
Jaden Daniels is 30 pounds lighter than Lamar Jackson. That that would concern me a little bit in terms of his durability, him being able to be available and stay healthy. Like that that is a bit it, when when you start talking about the athleticism and the, the running ability being a major component to his game, the improvisation skills, like being able to do that against NFL caliber players, guys that are bigger, faster, stronger. I mean, and take that kind of punishment. I don't I don't know that that's that I don't know that I would be comfortable taking that kind of risk, knowing the magnitude of the pick. What is the perfect height and weight for a quarterback? So, like, as we're looking at the Oh, he's got to be over 200 pounds. It's the NFL. So, 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, he's got to be over 200, over 200 pounds. pounds. He's, it's the NFL. So, I just want to go back to one other thing now. <laughs> so, it sounds like you're of the belief Caleb Williams is either going to go one or two. Jaden Daniels could either go one, two, or three. And Jake, Drake May would go two or three. Like, yes. it doesn't seem like a scenario where Drake May could go one. It doesn't feel like that. But remember, it's lying season, so people can tell you anything, but we just don't know what these NFL teams are actually thinking because nobody wants to tip their hand. Again, the draft is a value proposition, right? Teams want to maximize their value. So why would they give away information? Why would they give away, you know, the, the secret sauce and, and give teams a competitive advantage over them in that process? Dennis in Delaware watching on ESPNU joins us here in Unsportsmanlike presented by Progressive Insurance. What's up, Dennis? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. And, uh, you know, I agree with Mel Kuyper yesterday that, you know, uh, Justin Fields' days are not over. Far from it. And I got two spicy deals for both of you guys, and they involve your teams. So, Evan, okay, so I would trade the number nine pick in Justin Fields to the Patriots for their number three pick. So your Patriots now have Justin Fields and a quality player at number nine. And uh, the Bears would get the number three pick, and they'd probably go with Marvin Harrison. Um, I think that's a good trade. It's not, it's one, not, a, it's like, not a horrible trade. I, I feel like I need more if I'm New England than that. I don't know. I mean, am I excited about Justin Fields if I'm New England? I don't know. I don't think I'm that excited about that. I'm more excited than obviously Mac Jones. I may need a little bit more, but okay. All right, I'm on, you're on to something with that. Give give CC the next one then. See, I would take the Giants. Okay, so I would the Giants. I would trade with the Patriots and give them uh, Danny Dimes in the number six pick, and then the Giants get the number three pick and they take Drake May and you know start all over. And I think uh, I think the Patriots would love Danny Dimes. He fits kind of into their mold and gosh they'd get a quality player at number six as well i think those are two spicy trades they're splashy they're not out of the realm and i agree with mel kuyper yesterday um you know the best days of justin fields could lie ahead of him he might wind up being better than caleb williams that's just my opinion but i love this time of the year playing gm and oh, it's fun. It's call. fun. Thank you, Dennis. We appreciate the uh, the call and the support there and the, all the knowledge around the show, which is awesome. Um, Mel did say that to us yesterday. It is not impossible that Justin Fields has a good career after this. Him being better than Caleb Williams seems unlikely, and he would be one of one. We've, we've dissected this a bunch. There aren't examples of first-round quarterbacks that have quote-unquote failed, and I don't like calling Justin Fields a failure, but have not lived up to where the team thought they would be and then gone to a second team and on that second team really succeeded. So he'd be the first in our memory, and we've, we've, we've checked on this. There aren't many examples. No, of this. there aren't many examples of this, but I think it's a unique set of circumstances that have led to the Chicago Bears being in this position, right? How many teams draft a quarterback like that and then, what, three years later have the number one overall pick? 
it just doesn't happen. So right. I, I guess that will be the confluence of events that leads to Justin Fields being ousted. So I'm not going to sit here and say that b- because it's unprecedented, he couldn't have success. Right. But I think it's it's very, I guess, it, it's going to take a very special set of circumstances for Justin Fields to have success, meaning what's around him, coaching staff and the talent, in order to get his career off the mat, as opposed to any of these other quarterbacks who I think – have more upside in terms of where their overall talent is. You've you've made the statement that you believe all three of the top three quarterbacks will end up being better players than Justin Fields, correct? Yes, yes. and that's not that's not just my evaluation. Right, that's many that's other many people. people that are in the scouting world in the NFL. Yes. Do you think that there's a chance that more than three quarterbacks will have a better career in this draft than Justin Fields? Meaning J.J. McCarthy or Michael Penix or Bo Nix. I mean, all of those quarterbacks aren't going to hit, right? I mean, even with the top three guys, we don't know if they're all going to be hits, right? Like in any given draft, you know, you're, you're talking about two and, po- two and a possible, right? You're, you're probably going to get two good quarterbacks, and then everybody else is solid. Like even going back to the 2020 quarterback draft class, Joe Burrow, Tua, and Justin Herbert all went at the top of the draft. Three That's pretty damn good. The top six. They're all pretty good, but Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow are, you know, considered elite prospects. Tua is – a guy that's still a question mark for the Miami Dolphins, yeah. if that makes sense. So, again, any good quarterback draft class, two quarterbacks are going to be really good. So you're not going to hit on all of them. So I'm not going to say all of these guys are going to have better careers than Justin Fields. Coming up tonight, NBA action, finals rematch. The Nuggets and the Heat, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 9.30 p.m. Eastern here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Respect it or check it next on Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. All right, a little... Respect it or check it. Along with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Small's back with us next week. That means Nuno is here to ask the question. That's questions. dangerous. Yes, it is. That is dangerous. Uh oh. It is dangerous today. I feel dangerous. Bears, watch out. Baker Mayfield? No. But like, he's talking about actual Bears, not Chicago well, the, Bears. The, the, the I want to be clear on that. And we'll start with the Chicago Bears. You guys okay. were just talking about the Bears will trade the number one pick. Canty, respect it or check it? 
Uh, I'm going to check it. I think they make the pick because if you're Ryan Poles, that's the path of least resistance, meaning the scrutiny. If you make the pick and it's Caleb Williams, that's the guy that seems to be a consensus forming around him being the top quarterback in this draft class. I know there are some people that have Jaden Daniels as the number one overall pick, but based on the latest mock from Mel Kuyper, based on what I've heard from people that are in NFL circles, it's got to be Caleb Williams. If you get it wrong, either way you're going to get fired, but I think there's a lot less criticism, a lot less scrutiny if you take Caleb Williams number one overall. I'm respecting it because you use the word will. The the Bears will make the first pick, right? Yeah. Right. So then, yeah, I respect it. Like, I don't think they're going to trade it. I know we're having the conversation. We should be having the conversation. They're giving us ammo to have the conversation. Orlovsky's giving us ammo to have the conversation. They should be having the conversation, too. Right. Well, that's that's another spin because you came out right away today and said, if you're Ryan Poles, you're going to the Combine looking for everyone to bring you offers. Yes. Doesn't mean you have to take them. You just want as many as possible. You want to know what the overwhelming offer actually looks like before you made that decision. I am still con- I am convinced, though, they're going to take uh, – Caleb, number one overall. Yeah, if you're Ryan Poles, you're you're doing what Pat Costello and Javante Lawrence are doing. You're you're, you're sending out the resumes oh and, and wow. you want to see oh and boy. you want to see what the offers are. You want to see what other people are willing to pay for what uh, you got. We've just been traded to Carlin versus Joe, actually. Oh really? Wow. Oh wow. Um, Welcome yeah, aboard, Wilder. Let's go, sorry. Wilder. <laughs> All right. So, I love Wilder. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Um, I think they should do what the the Giants and did back in '04. Take the guy. Be happy with it and force the trade, right? Like that, do it that way. Wait, so Nuno's not asking questions. No, He's I'm giving just, I'm not, I'm not, like, Wow, Small would have done the Small would have done the same thing. She's a host on the show. Man, whatever. <laughs> all right, all right, Evan. Uh, st- wow, wow. All right, Evan. I'll start with you. Jaden yeah. Daniels will be the best QB from this draft. Respect it or check it. I gotta go check it just because, like. Are we saying that two years' worth of evaluation is just wrong with Caleb Three years' worth of evaluation is just wrong with Caleb Williams? Yeah. Because that's what you have to say, is that, like, Jaden Daniels is going to be so good that the guy who is, is projected to be kind of a light version of Mahomes is not going to be that good? I mean, I don't know. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check that. I'm going to check it, too. The wait for me is a concern. People expect him to weigh in at 205, 210 at the scouting combine. I'm curious to see what that number actually is because he's a slight of frame guy. I mean, to be 6'3", 6'4", to be around 200, 205, that is light. So I'm curious to see what he weighs in at. The durability has to be a big concern when you have that type of stature, that type of frame. But the talent is undeniable. Could he develop into the best quarterback in this draft class? Absolutely. He's got that kind of talent. I'm just concerned about his overall ability to be able to stay healthy, knowing that he's going to a situation where he might not have the best offensive line in front of him. Well, why don't you tell us what you think, Nuno? I'm going to actually check this. I think whoever ends up with Drake May, that third quarterback going off the, off the board, will be extremely happy. Okay, at least acknowledge the biases prior. You're a UNC fan. Oh, yes, and I do think the Giants will do something to jump up where they end up with one of these quarterbacks. I'm telling you, somebody is going to move up into that top three. Right, I've been somebody, saying somebody, this, that they're going to have tons gonna, of wheeling and dealing. Somebody is going to move up in the top three. It I'm is not going you. to be Bears, Commanders, and, and Patriots. It's not going to happen like that. Guys, it's not going to happen like I that. I can't say it enough. I'm that is be- the one thing I do know about this year's draft. Definitive statement again, that is the one thing I do know. I that- think quarterbacks will go off the board one, two, three. But they will not go off the board, Bears, Commanders, Patriots. That will not happen. And I will add, I believe that there is going to be a team within the top three to six or seven that will trade down twice in the first round. Okay. 
Next one, Nuno. All right, Canty. Anthony Davis needs to be Batman for the Lakers to have a successful playoff run this year. Respected or check it? Respected. Respected. I mean, listen, the biggest issue for my Lakers right now is defense. And Anthony Davis on any given night can be the best defensive player in the entire sport. So the, he's going to have to step it up in the way that he stepped up last year when LeBron James missed a month of basketball and the Lakers had the best record in the entire league. So that's what I'm looking for from AD. He's got to be able to do that consistently, and he's got to be the best player on the court more often than not so that the Lakers can go on a deep playoff run. Because if you're asking LeBron James in his age 39 season to give you 19 points in the, in the quarter and do what he did last night in the fourth against the Clippers, it's just not going to happen for the Lakers. They're not going to go on a deep playoff run. Can you ask this question again, Nuno? I want to make sure I understand this properly. All right. Anthony Davis needs to be Batman for the Lakers to have succe- a okay. successful y- yeah. run. I, like, no, check it. Like, he's not able to be. Why, why are we trying to create... Robin into Batman. It's not an insult to be Robin. There are other characters in the Batman series. So either you're the top person or the second person. We're not saying you're the the other people. He cannot be Batman. Then I'm, te- then I'm telling you the Lakers cannot win a championship. Why do we have to do it that way? No, I'm just saying. That's what you just said. Definitive statement? <laughs> I'm just saying. The Lakers can't win a championship. All right. You're probably right. Javante, since you are a Batman aficionado. <laughs> and you have to West. say it where, the way that we just said it, or I just said it and CC imitated me. Go ahead. What if he's Adam West, Batman would be pretty good. He'd be Adam West, get, you know, get the no, noises in there, the, the powder the, on his dunks and all that. Yeah. Get, get a little bang on his dunks. <laughs> Adam West. What's going on back okay, there? Okay, same Javante loves Adam channel. West. I think they've started their I don't, new job but, you know. Those two. Okay, all right. Uh, all right keep I'm, it moving, Nuno. Keep it moving. Evan, I'm going to start with you. Yeah. Respect it or check it. You dreamed of being a hot dog vendor at a stadium when you were a child. Uh, half and half. Check it. But my dad was a vendor, a beer and hot dog vendor at MSG growing up. So when he was a kid or in high school or law school, whatever it was, he did that. And he would tell me that he would sell one round of beers and stuff or hot dogs just to be able to then watch the Knicks and Rangers games because you would just basically make the commission off of what you would sell, and like it would be enough for him to pay to get back and forth, and he had a free tickets to watch the Knicks and the Rangers at the Garden. Did you ever pretend to sell them? Yeah, so when I do this, this <laughs> when I do this, I think about uh, DJ Pauly D from the Jersey Shore. Cabs are here. Mm-hmm. Like I always think about, be here, like in that way, or like because Pat thinks that everyone has their hot dog call. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your hot dog call, Pat? Hey, get your hot dogs here! Mm. Yeah, no, nah, Canty. Canty, why don't you answer this one? That's pretty bad. What's up? What you got what? for me? That all is right. what he has for well, you. All right, we'll move on this one, Canty. Yeah. I give you a different one. Respect it or check it. You're allowed to judge someone who doesn't know Rick James. Respect it. Rick James is an icon. If you don't know Rick James, that says more about you than it does Rick James' music. So absolutely, it is fair to judge somebody that doesn't know Rick James' music, just like it was fair for me to judge Evan earlier when he didn't recognize the song Cold-Blooded. I respect it because I actually do know Rick James, and I do know his songs. I just didn't know that specific song. Then you don't know Rick James. I think there's more to this. Then you don't know Rick James. Is there someone back there that actually doesn't know who Rick James is? Is that what you were getting at, Nuno? No, no. Okay, that was just about me? Uh, right. Yes. I didn't know that. All right. Next one, quickly. All right. Respect it or check it, Evan. You can survive a fight against the bear. 
Check it. No no chance. I'm going to respect it, and I'm going to send out thoughts and prayers for whoever's out there in the woods with me because I ain't going to be in the woods by myself. So it's going to be them that take the L, not me. One, N- one NFL coach has told us no Band-Aids. Does not want a Band-Aid. We'll explain next. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.